Welcome back to Cardiology, everyone, and welcome to Rivalry Week. It's time for everybody to get hyped, get focused on the matchup against the dreaded Pittsburgh Steelers. I have my cold-blooded cardiologist with me. I've got Mr. Gary Marr out there listening and ready ready to chime in on this game. Are you ready for this one? I am ready, Mark. Very ready. Excellent. And then I also have my other diehard fan out there, Mr. Sean Donovan. Sean, you ready for the Steelers matchup? I am so ready to hand Mike Tomlin his first losing season ever. Oh, we can only hope. This is <laughs> a, this is a game that's full of storylines. You know, even though uh, you know we we have to own the fact that the Browns are not headed into the playoffs. That this this isn't exactly where we wanted to be at the end of the season. There are significant storylines and significant opportunities for this team going into. 2023 to try to make a statement about who they are and who they want to be headed forward. So, um, you know, to kind of uh, break down some of the, some of the highlights of what we're looking at here, um, the Browns are seven and nine and they are going to close this season um, with this away game in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is currently sitting at eight and eight. And they are right on the edge of the playoffs. They need this win and they need some help in order to actually make the playoff picture. Um, so um, this is the opportunity. The first storyline would be that the Browns have the opportunity to sweep the Steelers for the first time since 1988. Stop it. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Both both monumental and depressing at the same time. Um, now, earlier this year, we had the 29-17 victory um, at home in Cleveland on a Thursday night. Um, you know, we're looking um, for our first regular season win against Pittsburgh um, at Pittsburgh since 20 or excuse me 2003 2003 it's the last time we've won in the regular season in pittsburgh we all know that we had that wonderful win against the steelers in pittsburgh during the 2020 playoffs right um 48 37 i still have that image of the scoreboard final scoreboard on my phone i (laughs) i I like to look at it every once in a while um but uh but yeah, a lot of history, a lot of things, a lot of storylines going on to this game. You know, how are you guys feeling about this one? What are you what are you looking for? What what what's exciting you about this matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, um at, at this point right now, it's not so much excited as a little nervous because there is there was one guy missing from that Thursday night game. And he's back, mm-hmm. and he's mad, and that's Mr. T.J. Watt. And I, I hope I hope Deshaun doesn't meet him, <laughs> but I think he's going to, and we're going to have to deal with that a lot. They're going to have to bring, you know, Kevin Stefanski, huge tight end guy so he's going to have to bring in those you know three tight end sets cuz they're going to have to double team Watt that whole time and 
at the same time, they're going to have to check on the other side of the line and make sure that um, what's his name isn't getting through either. Yeah. But that's that's the thing that scares me the most is TJ Watt, and I want to see the offensive line step up and hand handle him. An inch, uh, uh, a tough a tough charge to be sure. How about you, Gary? Would what 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 big things are you looking for? Are you excited about? Are you worried about? What do you what are you thinking? Well, look, I'm I'm really excited about the way we played at the end of the second half last week. We showed we showed glimpses of what we can be, what the what the team looks like it should be able to do. You know, we, we had a great running game going. We we showed some uh, some key passes, and that that was all cool stuff. And that's what we're gonna we're gonna need to do against Pittsburgh. We're also gonna need to stop the run, which uh, we still have shown an inability to do. Uh, but uh, you know, Pittsburgh's smart enough. If we're not stopping the run, they're gonna take advantage of it. They're not gonna uh, they're not gonna turn away from the run uh, if we're giving them those yards. So we gotta watch out for that. Um, you know, I also, uh, you know, I'm a little nervous about, you know, our, our quarterback play. Honestly, I got to say that even though he, he came around and had a, a really nice finish with three touchdowns and and looked pretty good at the end of the game to go a first half of the game, three of eight for 23 yards was was pretty pathetic. And it, it's kind of like two sides of a coin there. And so there, there's not that consistency there yet there. And and I think Pittsburgh's a much better team and a much smarter team than Washington. And I don't think we could take a half off against these guys. So I think the game's kind of in our hands. I think it's, it's really ours to lose because I think if we play our game, we can win it. But I, but I am a little nervous about what we got going on there in, in terms of are we going to show up right away and, and play the game? I know we can. I also look at Pittsburgh and they got Kenny Pickett there and he's actually coming on he's he's starting to figure it out which is not what we want to have happen uh but he seems to be doing it anyway so he's he's another guy we got to watch on the pittsburgh side but overall i'm really positive really optimistic going into it those are just a couple things i think you know i'm going to be looking at and watching for in the game to to see how it looks i think this game's going to tell us a lot for next season really yeah i think I, i mean i think you guys all all make some very important if not sobering thoughts about some of the things that the Browns are going to be facing. I do think it's very important to realize that this is not the same Pittsburgh team that you saw at the beginning of the year. Um, They they have experienced a lot of injuries in the secondary. So the secondary is a tough area for them right now. Now Now the big thing that balances that out that Sean alluded to is TJ Watt is back. So, you know, your ability to take advantage of the Pittsburgh secondary has everything to do with how much time you can buy from that rush. And not a lot of teams have a lot of success against that rush. And I am concerned as to how the Browns are going to stack up. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks. I think that there have been more issues going on with the Browns offensive line than we like to believe. I think that we go into most games, we say, why can't we just hand the ball off 30 times to Nick Chubb and let him just run constantly? And we've got this great offensive line and why don't we use it more? I think that maybe this offensive line has been hiding some deficiencies in some different areas um, and that some of the play calling that we've been seeing has been trying to protect this group. So I'm a little concerned, Uh, you know, TJ Watt moves around, but, you know, we've got uh, right now as, as we're recording this, we're, we're a little unsure 
of of Jack Conklin's status going into this game. He, you know, he left the game early um, against Washington and was replaced by James Hudson, who did a good job. Um, but we've been talking all year about um, Jedrick Wills and just the not the growth that we were looking for over there. So his matchup and and also too whether it's Conklin or Hudson's matchup against TJ Watt is huge because you really can't take advantage of what is potentially a weakness in Pittsburgh without stopping that rush or at least hampering it somewhat. Right. Um, so I so I do think that 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 is a major major piece that you both hit on. Um, also, too, for anybody who watched Pittsburgh last week, you know, um, you did see uh, uh, an improved running game. Um, Najee Harris has not quite had the season that I think everybody expected him to have. Um, right. It's been a little hot and cold. He's been dealing with some foot um, injuries that have really hampered him throughout the season, but really stood up um, and played a, an excellent game last week. Um, really helped his team out. Um, both running the ball and receiving, he caught the game-winning touchdown um, for in that game, and and I do think I'm still, you know, I'm still on the fence about Kenny Pickett, um, but I'm on the fence about Kenny Pickett the way that I should, I feel like I should be for a late first-round pick. I, I I actually feel like he's shown a lot. He's also shown a lot of rookie stuff. But, um, you know, they, you know, I don't like to say it because I don't like to deal with it, but, you know, uh, Pittsburgh may have one there that they can, that they can build around, that they can, that they can continue to groom and continue to work with. So how you're going to stop what is right now a hot um, offensive group will be interesting. Um, So I think um, one of the things that I'm looking at is our secondary I think of all of our defensive pieces that have started to click a little bit here in the back half of the season. Our secondary is the one that has really shown the most life and has, has shown the most focus and, and a lot of the players, not just the, you know, not just Denzel Ward and, and not just Greg Newsom, but also going into, um, you know, John Johnson, Grant Delpit coming off a great game. We've got AJ Green, who's been helping out in spot duty, um, you know, and and then Martin Emerson, a rookie who who has really been an impact rookie for us. They yeah. have done a really great job lining up against some very impressive receiving cores the last couple of weeks. Um, Washington was a big test. Um, Jahan Dotson and um, Terry McLaurin are a couple of two, two really young stars. Um, and Pittsburgh brings some talent. Um, George Pickens has proven to be a very physical young receiver on the outside. Um, looks like he, he has a lot of potential to be a great matchup. Um, but then Deontay Johnson, um, continues to be a guy. He really hasn't found the end zone very much this year. So if you're a fantasy person, um, Deontay Johnson is probably not your favorite name to talk about, but still has big play ability. And when they're not utilizing those two, they've got some role-playing wide receivers. And then, of course, um, Fryermuth as the tight end, who has had an excellent second year um, and, and gives them a lot of flexibility. Pittsburgh always seems to find 
um, these these late round or or mid round tight ends that that just catch the ball and just do what they're supposed to do and right. and he seems to be the next in that line. So a lot of a lot of key areas to look at. But you know, I do want to transition. I want to talk about some of the milestones and some of the really cool things that can be attained in this game with the Browns really focusing in and really getting in. So now the first one Sean already touched upon. You have the ability to hand the Pittsburgh Steelers their first losing season in the Mike Tomlin era. Um, that's that's pretty huge. And 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 we talked about it in our last episode. I got a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. I think, you know, you know, he's he's kept that ship going through a lot of ups and downs and different pieces. And this is a different year. They had to start over in the quarterback room. Um, but you know, this this to be able to go into this game, put your best effort in and end that streak, I think is a great way to help reignite and uh, rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, that would be big. I, I I think it'd be huge if we can do that. Of course, it's not going to be easy again, for all the reasons you pointed out. Tomlin's a, he's a great, great head coach. He somehow managed to uh, put together, uh, you know, possibly a, a decent season out of uh, band-aids at quarterback there. He's, he's brought in people, you know, a couple of different quarterbacks had to make them all work. He's, he's actually getting picket trained up now and looking like he's pretty good, but, but certainly at the beginning of the season, none of his quarterbacks look good and he still managed to win some games and he, he's a, he's a good head coach, but it would be really nice to hand, hand him his first losing season. I'd be all for that. Yeah. I heard a rumor at the beginning of the season, they were looking, Mike Tomlin was going to call Mark to come in and play quarterback for him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just got through saying I, I how smart he right was. And you throw on, that on, a four, <laughs> on, on a, on a three quarterback room they have right now. Uh, yeah. I, I'd put myself somewhere on like three and a half in that room <laughs> and, you know, take my 49 year old butt out there and try to throw it around. I think I, I, I'd, I'd, don't think I can throw it as far as Mason Rudolph, but I think I can probably make some better decisions. Uh, now the other guys, I yeah, no, <laughs> I I I think I think um, you know it, it has been interesting, and I and I do think that the Steelers tried to back themselves up at quarterback in the right way. Um, I just don't think that Mitch Trubisky gives a team much anymore. I I I you know I think. Mitch Chicago, Chicago hurt him bad. Well, I think they hurt him, but I also do think also this it's it's one of those classic things where you draft measurables instead of instead of intangibles and and what you what you see with your eyes. Um, and I think Mitch Trubisky fit all of the prototype sizes and had all these things that that they wanted to see. Um and but just did not have the intangibles you were looking for. You all you got to do is look at Justin Fields playing for Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he's a superstar who's getting no support whatsoever. I mean, the guy's running for over a hundred yards a game. Right. Um, but it has more to do with with what he brings to the table. And and so, I think at the beginning of the year, that's part of why Pittsburgh is facing you know last game got to win potential is because they wanted Kenny Pickett to have a chance to grow. 
Um, and unfortunately, the experiment or or the cover from Mitch Trubisky was just not good enough. Um, and they did have to play Pickett early, and the first couple of games were not good. Um, but he has shown resiliency. He seems to fit with their culture, a lot of things that they expected. So, um, you know, he is going to be something you got to watch out for in this game. If you if if you sell out to stop the run in Najee Harris, um, you got to be ready. You know, Pickett can make plays, and you're going to have to be prepared for that. That's, um, that's I mean, evident in the game-winning drive that he put together uh, last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think the other thing, you know, we touch upon, you know, so we say we can we can give them their first losing season in in several years. Um, we can also completely end their playoff hopes. Um, the Steelers need some help. Uh, if they win this game, they still need several other pieces to fall into place in order to make it in um, as the as a wild card team. But they lose this game and it's over. So you have the ability to um, affect their overall winning record. You have the ability to affect their entrance into the playoffs. And again, what better way to to light some fire into a rivalry than to really play spoiler of playoff hopes for the Pittsburgh Steelers two out of the last three years? Um, not bad. I, no. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, but some other cool um, storylines – that I think are coming out of this game. So one, um, Miles Garrett is a sack away from tying his career high in sacks for the team, which happens to be the franchise high um, of 16 sacks. So he's sitting at 15 right now. So, um, you know, if, if Miles can find um, some life and, and, and get in on a Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback, which I know he loves to do um he we can actually see uh potentially a new career high for him um you know nick chubb uh i think that the rushing title is out of out of reach for nick chubb he's 160 yards back right now of josh jacobs um uh it does look like josh jacobs is is a little dinged up um, but even if he doesn't play 160 yards is a big ask against this Pittsburgh front. Um, so I don't know that Nick's going to find that realm, but, but he is currently, um, enjoying, um, his fourth straight thousand yard rushing season. Um, and that basically ties him with Jim Brown in the Browns. He's the only other Brown running back to have four straight thousand yard seasons. Um, so some really great things. And he's, he's matched up. He's only, um, only he and Dalvin cook of the Minnesota Vikings have put up thousand yard rushing seasons, the past four seasons. So really just a, a complete gem on the team. Um, so we got that going for us. Um, we talked about it in the last episode. I gave my game ball to Mari Cooper. We talked about how great of a season he's having. He is a touchdown away from having the most touchdowns for Browns wide receivers since before 2013. Um, he's sitting on nine right now, so he could get a 10th one, um, which would be fantastic. 
Um, I don't think he's going to reach the yards mark of Josh Gordon, but he's definitely putting up the points and those type of things. So um, some really cool things that can still be achieved if this team wants to take some pride into, into some of those, some of those areas and just really go. Um, I, 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 I'm interested, you know, we're going into an off season. That's going to be a little bit different for all of us. I think that, you know, we're used to um, the constant conversations about draft picks, right. You know, and basically starting day, you know, on black Monday, as most coaches are getting fired, we're usually talking about, okay, what are the 40 times of the, of the top picks and, and jumping in there. Now we don't have that top pick, um, you know, that, that was part of the Deshaun Watson um, transaction. So what are we're also of- usually talking about who's going to be our next head coach, but we haven't had that problem for the next, last couple of years. We, we also haven't had that problem for a couple of years, right? The, the coaching. And I know that coaching is still a question that's going on here. Um, but I I'm interested, what are, what are the, like the top, like one or two things that you guys, if, if you see it on Sunday, that it's going to make you feel better going into the off season. I know, I know Gary, you, you kind of alluded a little bit to the play of Watson himself. Yeah. And, and I think that is a big part of it. And by the way, I want to, before I forget about it, I want to mention the, you, you talked about draft picks. We, we, we kind of discount it and say, Hey, you know, it's not a big deal this year because we, we trade away our pick, but we have eight picks this year. So we still do have a lot of draft picks oh, yeah. and we can build through the draft a little bit uh, if we pick correctly. So keep that, that, that's something to keep in the back of our heads that there, you know, we will still have some of that fun anticipation towards draft day, just not towards round one. So you're um, saying no Cade York. <laughs> I, I cannot guarantee that. Uh, Dear <laughs> but, God, no. <laughs> But um, but yeah, no, that's that's what I want to see. I, I mean, I want to see exactly that. I want to, I do want to see Watson play a a full good game where he seems to have it all figured out and and really be hitting his stride. You know, that doesn't mean he can't make mistakes. Everybody everybody makes mistakes, so he can still make some mistakes in this game. But I just I just need more of a full game effort, and we haven't seen that out of him yet, where he's put a a complete game together. And and so I'm I'm looking to see more out of him this game to to give us that confidence going into next season. That would be extremely helpful. He's been back you know, enough games now, I think uh, we should see that. So, and yeah, and, and also to see him and Cooper, uh, you mentioned that as well. Murray Cooper, he, we've got a great wide receiver there. I think uh, that can be the tandem that really propels us. If those two continue uh, that chemistry there and continue to match up and he continues to hit him. So I'm looking to see a little bit more of that going, going down the line. And then, uh, yeah, I don't expect um, to be impressed with the defense where I don't think we should change defensive coordinators, but I would love to see, as you pointed out, some more individual play out of some of the players there to show me that they've got the heart and that that truly is the problem. It's that it, that it's not our players on defense that, Hey, if we change our defensive coordinator, that we've got the makings of a decent defense there. If we change out a few pieces here and, and things like that. So those are, those are what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I've seen, obviously we've got a good running game. I think we've got a good offensive line. Um, you know, I think the receivers we got are solid, but the, the things I want to see out of the game that are going to make me feel good going into next year is, is just that. I want to see a solid full game out of Watson. I want to see him and Cooper continue that chemistry. And I want to see some great 
individual performances on defense where I've just got that confidence that yes, we got good players and we just got to figure out the coaching next year to, to make that defense uh, one of the top defenses in the league. Excellent. I think those are all some fantastic points. What about you, Sean? What are some of the, what, what, what are some of the things that'll give you the warm and fuzzies coming out of this game for, for the off season? What's going to make me warm and fuzzy? Well, obviously a win is going to make me warm and fuzzy, Um, but seeing it on, you know, Gary talking about Watson putting together a full game, not looking anemic. And then all of a sudden, Holy crap, what is he, how can he do that? Um, And yeah, the defense, they have stepped it up and I'd I'd like to think they can continue to step it up, but that's definitely not going to change that Joe Woods has to go. You know, we've been talking about it all season. Um, Defense was supposed to be the shining light of this team, and it hasn't been, um, except against teams that are worse than us. Do you, do you um, think he'll go? Do you think Woods will go? Oh, absolutely. You think absolutely. And my first phone call is Jim Schwartz because he think... he has been killing it down in Tennessee as a as their um what is, what's his title a yeah. defensive um. See, I'm not. I'm confident he should go, but I'm not confident he will go. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think senior defensive assistant—that's Jim Schwartz's title right now. But yeah. he's my first phone call uh, once Joe Woods packs his office up. Um, it, as far as everything else goes, the offensive line give Watson enough time to find Amari Cooper, make a hole for Nick Chubb, and. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Kareem Hunt go out on a big, on a on a high note, because this is probably going to be his last game in a Browns uniform. True. So I'd like to see that. That's a that's an interesting point. I mean, Kareem really hasn't had very good games over kind of the last five games. Month. Yeah. Um. You know, last week, uh, two rushes for zero yards. And a catch for a negative one. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, at the end of the game, we saw a lot of Jerome Ford. Right. Um, as opposed to Kareem Hunt. Now, I don't, know, even I don't know that Jerome Ford lit the world on fire when he came in, but but um, he did play. And, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think that um, just in the sheer numbers game, I I don't expect to see Kareem Hunt back next year. Um, I just think that he's probably a luxury that the team can't afford the way that they've been team building right now, mm-hmm. and with the way that the salary cap goes. I think uh, it it is up to him. I mean, you know, contracts are two way streets, and what he's looking for and and what he wants to do. But um, I do think that probably in the back of his mind. And in the back of a lot of fans' minds is that he might still have something. I'm not positive. Uh, I, I will say that this year has not really played out in a way in which I've been thinking, wow, we've got the best one-two punch in the running back room mm-hmm. that we thought we had at the beginning of the yeah, season. It's been a little bit, it's it's been a little bit weak. Yeah, but we really haven't played that one-two punch. I mean, you pointed out he got two carries last week, and you know, I, I think 
not only you know isn't the contract going to work out. I mean, there's just no way he can come down as low as we're. What's he worth to us now? We're not even playing the guy. So you know, what are we going to offer him in a contract now? You know, nothing. It's, so yeah, I definitely think he's he's going to go to another team. I just I don't even know the Browns going to make him an offer that that would make any sense for him whatsoever to take. I I think he would give us a discount, but I just don't think I don't think we're going to get close. Well, and I don't, and I don't know that the team was ever built with that. I think, I think we yeah. do have to understand that I, I don't think the team ever really intended. That's why we drafted Jerome Ford. I think I, you know, when, when we drafted him, everybody kind of like, looked like, why do we need another running back? We already had De- Dearness Johnson. We already had um, Demetric Felton. We already had Nick Chubb. We already had Kareem Hunt. And I think that Jerome Ford has always been kind of um, geared or or focused in on being the Kareem Hunt replacement, not necessarily the the Nick Chubb replacement. Um, and so I think that that is that's in, entirely possible. I also I wouldn't shock me. Uh, you know, we're again. I haven't spent a lot of time on the draft, and we got plenty of time to talk about the draft and other things. It wouldn't shock me to see the Browns draft another running back in the late rounds this coming year because I'm not sure that we're getting what we wanted out of D- Demetric Felton this year either. Um, and he's been so, a healthy scratch most of the time. He has, yep. he has, and I think, and I think that on a team that has needed an offensive spark to not have to play him is is an interesting. Um, side note. So I wouldn't be super surprised to see them go into that well differently. Um, and I agree with you. I, I just don't think that the Browns are going to make an offer to Kareem Hunt that's going to be in a ballpark that's going to make any sense for, for either side. Um, and so I'm, um, I won't be surprised, but, but I would like to see that. It would be nice to see him get a good send off uh, in, in the Pittsburgh game. You know, he is a Cleveland guy. You know, he's likely to be fired up for this rivalry just like the rest of us. So hopefully he can get um get something going there. Um, you know, you guys have talked about a lot of uh, a lot of different pieces. Um one of the one of the matchups or or one of the connections that I really want to see and I would be really happy to see is I want to see not Watson to Cooper, because I think that's gonna keep coming. Like I like I think that that is just going to keep building over time. Um, I want to see Watson to Njoku, and mm. I want to see more of it. Um, I feel like we see little glimpses in every game, but we don't see a consistency, and it and it's on both of them. It's not just it's not just Watson not getting him the ball. It's also Njoku still having some inconsistencies when he's catching the ball. I mean, he had three targets last game. Only caught one of them, but he caught for, caught it for 21 yards. So he he has big play ability that that comes out. What I'd like to see a little bit more from Ninjoku is maybe a little bit more of what we're talking about with Pat Fryermuth on the other side there with the Steelers. Yes, I love the big play ability, but give me the reliability of the ball is going to be caught. People are going to get run over. That's what I want to see. And I want to see uh, a, a building of that relationship because I think for the type of team that we all want and we all want to go after, there is an intermediate between the passing team that seems to be something that 
the Stefanski prefers the big plays down the field and the running team that the team is built for. And the intermediate is the use of these tight ends. And we've seen in past years where we almost were all in on the tight ends, right? Lining up two, three tight ends, um, just trying to get them in the, in the plays. And, and Stefanski has shown that he'll do that if he needs to. But I think what we really need is that intermediate threat, the Mark Andrews type of tight end, the Pat Fryermuth type of tight end. I don't even know. I mean, you can't really the stratosphere of the Kittles and the and you know the Kelseys is a whole nother level to yeah. to the way that position is played. I don't need that necessarily on this team. I just want to see some consistency and I want to see I want to see him be a, a constant in this this offense. That's a great point, Mark. Because if you if you look at his stats with the uh, the Texans with uh, Deshaun, twenty percent of his touchdowns I believe were thrown to tight ends. So that's a, it's a key uh, component for a uh, for a successful Watson offense. And so to see that start to develop would be important. Uh, you know, if you're saying you're looking for some some things to build on for next year, that that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to see that. Um, I mean, I don't think we're going to see a lot out of. Um, you know, another draft pick that I was high on, David Bell. I don't think we're going to see a lot more out of him um, to finish out this season, but I sure am hoping for good things next year. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he and Watson have already built a connection. Um, yeah. They seem to be able to rely on each other. I, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones put up a whole lot more consistency this year. He still has had some brain cramps at some different times, but a lot more consistency than we'd seen prior. And so that I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm a, a you know, I'm a wide receiver at heart. Um, and, and, you know, I, I always like to see the strong receiving rooms and, and how they play out. We've, we've tried a lot of different combinations over the last couple of years, a lot of combinations that should have worked that didn't, um, I feel like this is a good group. I feel like there there's a lot of potential there. Um, I think for this game week 18, the biggest piece though that I'm looking for is is that Njoku. I'd I'd really like to see him be a factor in this game. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a good spot here for us to take a little bit of a break. Um, here from our sponsor. When we come back. We'll kind of talk about the last couple of things we might be looking at, some things we feel uh, are important, and then we will give some of our predictions um, for this game. Um, it's all important rivalry game against the dreaded Steelers. Um, and so we will catch you on the other side of this commercial break. Hey everybody, it's Mark from the Cardiology Podcast, and I have an important question for you. Does your garage make you happy? If your life is anything like mine, the space in your garage just goes to waste because of overwhelming and embarrassing clutter. I mean, with all the tools, the toys, the bikes, the equipment, and whenever you open that garage door, that mess just hits you right in the gut. But it doesn't have to be that way. The team at CB's Custom Garage Interiors and More wants to help you take advantage of every inch of space your garage has to offer with their full turnkey design and installation services for garage cabinets, flooring, and other storage solutions. But don't be confused. 
The solutions they provide are not the cookie cutter racks and plastic bins you find at all the big box stores. From showroom quality garage flooring to durable powder coated wood garage cabinets, CB's custom garage interiors and more has everything you need to turn your garage into the organized space of your dreams and have every one of your neighbors green with envy. So if you're tired of the mess and ready to bring the garage of your dreams into your everyday reality, you owe it to yourself and your family to check out all of the fantastic solutions CB's has to offer. You can contact Chris Burdett and his team today by heading to their website at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com or you can give them a call at 330-542-8416. On the site, you can request a free garage makeover guide packed with all kinds of great ideas and solutions that will spark your imagination and help you visualize all of the potential your garage has to offer. It's time to feel the joy of a garage that meets all of your functional needs and looks fantastic too. Please let Chris help you make your dreams a reality today. Call him at 330-542-8416 or check him out online at www.cbscustomgarageinteriors.com and let Chris help you love your garage again. Welcome back to Cardiology, everybody. Well, it's time for us to kind of put uh, our final stamp on Rivalry Week um, and what we're looking for out of the Cleveland Browns headed into this matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to go around the horn here, uh, get everybody's last thoughts and start to get some predictions on this particular game. Um, Let's go ahead and, you know, I start game balls and stuff. I started with Gary. Let's go ahead and do Sean. Sean, how about you give me your thoughts and some of your predictions to start with here? Dang, I knew you were going to pick me first. (laughs) (laughs) No. um... Nobody picks games worse than me. So, you know, just you shouldn't have any pressure. Just go for it. That's you know to prove this, that one. <laughs> this game is going to be one in the trenches, right on the line, and that's where it's going to take. You got to you got to bottle up TJ Watt and then you can exploit that secondary. Then you can get Nick Chubb through the line. So it's all going to come down to the offensive line play, in my opinion. And I think this is going to be a rough one. It's going to be very close. I'm going to say 17-14 on a last-second Cade York kick. Oh, please don't. Please don't <laughs> hurt my heart like that. After watching after watching Ruggles miss the Ohio State kick and all the other – oh, please. Okay. All right. But to be clear, though, 17-14, last second kid or kick, does he make the kick and we win, or does he make the kick and we lose? I'm not sure what you were calling there. No, he makes the kick and we win. Okay. okay. All right. 17-14, he makes the kick and we win. All right. Okay. I thought that was, I thought that was you know, I have never picked the Browns to lose in all of our episodes. Wow. Okay. He's, Sean is our eternal optimist. There you go. So, all right, Gary, coming over to you now. We, we've we've uh, had some fun at Sean's expense. Now it's your turn. What do you got? 
Yeah, you know, we, we talked about this. I think there's a lot going on in this game. I think, uh, you know, as I said, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett's coming alive. I think they, they've got a pretty strong defense. Uh, and they've got Mike Tomlin, a head coach. So I think there's a, there's a lot there. Uh, and they're, and it's a home game. And they need to win it to have a winning season. They need to win it to make the playoffs. So they're going to be playing hard. They're, they're going to be playing real hard. Uh, that said, I think, I think really the Browns are the more talented team. And I think if we can put that talent together consistently, which we struggle to do, then we can win this game. But uh, I've got faith we're going to do it this game. I think, you know, Watson, uh, you know, I, I was a little you know, hard on him saying that, you know, he did a bad first half. I, I was not impressed with the, the full game he put together. Was very impressed with the second half. I do think that uh, you we're going to see a lot more of a complete game out of him this week. And therefore, I'm going to go go with the Browns. And I'm going to go with the final score, 21-17, a favor of the Browns. All right. So, um, Gary, looking for some highlights in there and and picking the Browns in this one. Um, so I'm looking at this game and I'm kind of comparing this matchup to last week's matchup. So um, young, talented receiving core, both sides. Um, young, talented running back, both teams, both the, the commanders and the Steelers. A talented defensive line. Um, I would kind of give that to Washington this year versus the Steelers. However, the Steelers always have a good defensive line and 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 good guys up front. Um, when we get into the secondary, I see uh, that is an area that Pittsburgh has a lot of injuries and a lot of things that they're trying to deal with in that area. So I think that that is a particular area. Um, you always have my, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick back there playing center field, though. So that's always something you got to watch out for. But I do think that there are some options there. Um, I actually I feel good about this matchup. And I think the touchdowns for the Browns are going to come in different ways. I think we saw, we saw what we might like to see with a with three passing touchdowns in a second half and running away with the game. I don't, you're, I don't think you're going to do that with the Steelers. I think we, you're going to see a shift back. Um, I, I'm looking for a similar yardage game out of Nick Chubb, but I'm looking for him to find pay dirt um, in this particular game um, and kind of help keep control of the ball and the time on the clock. I am going to give the Browns the same 24 points they had last week. And I'm going to bring the Steelers in at 17. I'm going to, I'm going to go 24, 17 Browns in this one. Um, and I am just going to look for us to um, hopefully be able to do to TJ Watt um, what we did this past game against Chick. Chase Young, um, and see if we can maybe pull that out. Now, I, I don't know that Chase Young is on um, that level, even though he has that talent. I don't know that he's on that level right now. Um, yeah. But if we can do half as well as we did against Chase Young, I think we're in good shape. Um, so I'm going with the 24-17 Browns win um, in this particular game. So um I like this one. I, I do want to call out something to you guys. I, I think you'll like this because I'm just this level of petty when it comes to the Steelers <laughs> and, the, and the rivalry games. So a lot of times, you know, those of you who are out there, you might be listening to us and, 
and and we go through and I start throwing out a bunch of different stats and a bunch of things. Um, I benefit from being able to look at um, the the great work that the PR department in the Cleveland Browns do, and I can check out some of the weekly game release information. So I get a lot of those things from there. And every week they have the cover of of the the game notes, and they have the two helmets facing each other for the mm-hmm. two teams. And it is Brown Steelers week, and they have intentionally put the two helmets on the front of the cover with the all black side of the Steelers helmet. So without the logo. So you basically have two blank helmets headed up to each other. And I just feel like there's an intern somewhere in the PR department who is just loving that. (laughs) <laughs> and being just that level of petty that I'm not even going to put their logo on the front of the media guide. That's how much how much we dislike them. And so if they didn't think about that, good on them for being lucky. If they did think about that, I'm with you. Good job, guys. Way to, <laughs> way to go into a rivalry week. Way to love be it. just that right level of petty. I love it. Well, guys, I want to thank you for joining us. We had a lot of fun this week talking through um, all the different games, you know, last week's game, and then also headed into this one. Um, It's been a great week, um, and it's been a great season. Um, We will be headed in. We're undefeated this year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are undefeated in 2023. So there you go. Um, But, uh, you know, we will definitely be – reaching out to all of you and we'll, we will definitely be following along with the NFL playoffs and doing some different things. Uh, probably not as many episodes, um, but we will definitely be following along the playoffs and then, um, and then looking to see what our, our second um, season of cardiology may look like and what we might be doing, but we want to thank everybody for hanging in with us through the regular season and checking out all these games. Um, we will be coming back to you. Um, a little later this week, um, Gary and I will get together for our final regular season picks episode. Um, we've had a little hiatus, you know, my bad. Um, hey, life that happens. Then we, we need to uh, come back and and finish that out. And then we'll also just, we'll have some fun with the playoffs because playoffs are always fun to watch. Um, you know, it's not as cool when your team's not in it, but again, we're football fanatics on this podcast. So we watched them all. So right. we're, line them up and and check them out so hey, hey mark real quick i'm sorry to interrupt i know you're, we're getting ready to do the send-off but we got to give a shout out to donovan mitchell 71 points bringing the calves up from behind to beat the bulls uh i that's that's huge i mean and he is so worth what we traded away and yeah yeah you know what i, I not to. Uh, not and this is coming from a guy us. who's not a big basketball fan. Yeah, not to sidetrack as much beyond beyond where we already are, but I will say um, what a great pickup, uh, uh, a great presence in that locker room. And that team just has a ton of chemistry. They just seem like they just love to play ball together. And, you know, a, a, it's always nice to have another team in Cleveland that just kind of represents the city. And the way everybody likes to see things, they remind you of 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 a lot of the close knit teams. Maybe not the LeBron Kyrie teams that would rack up points and coast into the 
the postseason, but definitely some very hard-nosed competitive basketball that those guys play. And Donovan Mitchell just seems like a like a great get. So yeah, yeah good call out. Good call out. Yeah. All right. Well, for everybody here at Cardiology, we want to wish you a great week. As always, if you want to check us out, you can check us on our out on our webpage at www.cardiology. Clee, that's cardiology with a K C L E.com or check us out on your favorite streaming service. Whether you listen to Spotify, you like to listen to um, Apple music, Apple podcasts, or um, on Amazon, we're on those services. And we would, we would love if you uh, gave us some time in your day or just shared our links with some of your friends and family. We, we, we love to reach out to any Browns fans that are out there. Um, and talk football but um, guys thanks for joining me again all right you know we don't have many more opportunities for this all right we've been struggling we've limped along a couple different times throughout the year but it is time to send off all of our listeners out there with a great dog pound rendition for rivalry week so are you ready Ready. Absolutely. Count us off, Gary. You take us in this time. All right. Three, two, one. Go, Browns. Go, Browns. <laughs> All right. Let's have a great one, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>